The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, $1,000 prize pool, and completely free to enter. How do you do it? Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit on the card. It's exclusively on the SGPN app. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Back on a Wednesday, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. As always, I am Rod Gomez, and we are back with some good news. I mean, obviously, we've got a bunch of news, and, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, and then we're going to actually use this uh, this episode to get you reacquainted as we start getting into the clash uh, time, when obviously it is this weekend. And, and as we draw closer to the Daytona 500, there have been some driver changes, and maybe you're just joining us. Maybe you are just getting back into the swing of things, and you didn't listen to any of the off-season shows. We want to get you reacquainted. We 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 want to get you reacquainted with those driver changes. <laughs> maybe we'll reacquaint Rod with words too, but we can focus on that later. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Once we get reacquainted with those driver changes and help you all get set up, but uh, Cody, man. So many exciting things happening right now as we get closer to race time, not the least of which, obviously, is more odds, my friend. More odds are being put up as we speak. Yes, as literally as we're talking, I looked about 10 minutes before we started recording. There was a couple things starting to pop up here and there. Some winning manufacturer, top, you know, top driver in different manufacturers. Still nothing on head-to-heads. We get on. We're chatting a little bit pre-show. I just happened to want to go look at one other thing, and boom, some head-to-heads are there. So we're going to give it a day, get, get the rest of the odds out, make sure everything's good. Tomorrow, we'll have the betting card for the Clash, our first betting card of the year. I'm so excited. I'm ready to go. But yes, it is It is finally, it's getting real, right? We talked about uh, fantasy salaries yesterday for DFS. Those are out for the Clash. Uh, went over the format in there, so make sure you go back and listen to that. Come back tomorrow. 
we'll have our bets for the week and ready to go. Man, I'm just I'm glad it's finally almost here. Four, what is it? Four days, three days from now, we're gonna be on track in LA with some racing. Oof, I'm pumped, Rod. A betting card, Cody. We I actually am going to put out a legitimate show sheet for tomorrow's episode for the first time since Phoenix. That's gonna be crazy. I know, yeah. We haven't been using those. We've just been kind of winging it all off season, but uh It'll be nice to nice to get that little sheet back in my inbox and try to beat Rod to the good bets uh, before he gets in there and logs them. <laughs> and so begins the weekly drill of who's going to get to it he first. He uploads the sheet, so it, you know if he wanted to, he could probably just put them in there before I get to it. But I, I usually <laughs> give him first rights to try. I mean, especially last season because it was our first season. I thought I, I will be generous all season long and give Cody the first right to find bets, and then I'll come in and, and kind of swoop in for the rest. But maybe not this year, man. Maybe maybe now we're done. The gloves It'll all are be off. just filled in when I get in there. Like, damn, he got he took all the good ones, <laughs> and and I'll even have more bets. So I'll just definitely like put every bet in there. Like, uh, oh, Cody likes this driver. Putting him in now. Yeah, yeah. I have to be careful what I say early in the week so Rod doesn't <laughs> pick up on what I'm going to bet on. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I've got all the recordings, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Well, anyways, also only 18 days until the Daytona 500. So as we've been doing our daily history lesson, the number 18 car, nobody's done anything in that. So that's it. It's over. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> this has been a staple in nascar for a long time until this year the 18 will sit dormant nobody will be racing the 18 in the cup series uh joe gibbs racing has been allowed to hold on to the number via nascar uh, but it will not be used we're going to talk about it obviously in the driver changes ty gibbs is moving into that car but they're going to change the number to 54 so the 18 will uh be dormant for the first time in a hell of a long time uh Let's see. I was trying to go back and see the last time that the number 18 was the last season that it was not raced in NASCAR was 19. Wow. 84. You got to scroll a long ways down here. 80. Wow. 1970s. I'm still going and it's been used every year. 72, 70. Wow. Okay. So the number 18 car looks like it's been used every NASCAR season since 19. Wow, this is a long ways down. I'm all the way back into the 50s and it's been used. So not full time in every season, but uh, yeah, since the beginning, 49. It looks like it's been used at least once every season of NASCAR. That's, That's just me scrolling quickly, so maybe I missed something. But if that's the case, that is absolutely crazy because... That's a long time, 75 years in, right? So uh, (laughs) that's a long time. But the car number has made 1,575 starts in the Cup Series. It's won 80 times, uh, 1,011 times it's finished in the top 20. Sat on the pole position 56 times. Of course, Kyle Busch has the most starts in the number 18 car. It is going to be so weird. I slightly remember Kyle in the five car at the beginning of the year with Hendrick, but to see him not be in the 18 car is going to be so strange and it's going to definitely take some getting used to this season. Um, but he made 528 starts, 56 wins in the number 18 car in the cup series, 206 times he finished in the top five over half of his career, 304 times he finished in the top 10 
He's led 17,337 laps in that car and completed 144,567 laps. Sat on the pole 28 times. Um, so Kyle Busch, obviously, at the top of the list. But the other guy I think of when I think of the 18, Bobby Labonte. He was also, prior to Kyle Busch, was the staple in the 18 car for a long time um, with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, he made 375 starts in the cup series in the 18 car. He won 21 times. Um, and both of these guys won championships, right? Kyle Busch won in 2019 in the 18 car. Um, and he also won, when was his first one? 2017, I think. Um, what we'll the fact check that, but he did win two titles. Bobby Labonte won it in the 2000 season in the number 18 car. Um, so that's been a storied ride at Joe Gibbs racing for a long time. Um, but yeah, Labonte 375 starts, 21 wins. Um, he sat on the pole 25 times. Dale Jarrett was the original driver of the 18 car for Gibbs. The interstate batteries, they've been around that long. They've been on this car the whole time. Uh, Dale Jarrett made 113 starts, two wins. I believe one of those was a Daytona 500 in that 18 car. Um, and yeah, he, he 19 top 10 finishes, uh, completed over 19,000 laps. Uh, Stick Elliott made 78 starts. I never heard that name. I don't think it's any relation to the current Elliots, but that's a fun name. Um, <laughs> this one's kind of funny. This is the seventh on the list uh, of starts with 52 is Dick Johnson. And then in quotes, it says California <laughs> next to his name. So I don't know if there's a different Dick Johnson. He often gets uh, mixed up with, but JJ Yaley also made 72 starts. He was kind of the one disappointing driver in the Gibbs 18 car that never really did anything. And Yaley still races today on a part-time schedule. You see him in a lot of the bottom tier cars and in multiple series always, but he spent some time in there. Uh, Slick Johnson, that's a, a fun name. He made 10 starts in this car number. David Reagan, a guy that recently uh, retired, we, he made some starts in this car. Um, Benny Parsons, uh, legendary guy, he made a couple of starts. Uh, uh, Fonty Flock, that's going all the way back to the beginning of NASCAR, he made a start. Harry Gant made a start. Um, some guy named Rick Hendrick. We don't know where he might be today. <laughs> he made a start in the number 18. Cotton Owens, a classic NASCAR name. He made a start. Kel Yarbrough. Um, but 98 different guys have made starts in the number 18 car. And another one where Toyota actually is on top of the list. 585 races. Um, and again, Kyle Busch has been the leading charge for Toyota, right? And we'll talk about it more when we get to the car changes. He's gone from Toyota now. He's the winningest driver in NASCAR history, both on the Cup Series and in all three series um, for Toyota. And he really had led the charge. And now he's, of course, gone. But they started 585 races, Chevrolet at 539, Pontiac at 286, and Gibbs had been all three of those manufacturers throughout their time. So that's where a majority of those come from. Uh, one race in a Volkswagen. Yeah, buddy. No word if that was a Beetle or not. Uh, <laughs> racing against, was it Herbie in that movie? Uh, <laughs> maybe. But uh, yeah, so 18, again, a very historic number. Um, and yeah, now it's going to sit on the shelf for possibly the first season ever. I cannot believe that it has been in service since 1949, and we are not going to see it in yeah, 2023. The first time ever then in, in NASCAR hit, like 
Wow, that's that's something else, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of these numbers you can go back and say, oh, okay, well, they weren't in use this year or this year or this year. No, 18. and a lot of those seasons, you know, just one or two starts here and there. But still, the fact that it started races, mm-hmm. right? You can't say that about a lot of numbers. And yeah, as far as I can tell, it started at least one race. I mean, like 1991, just one race. But 92, there was 29. 90, there was 12 or 15, rather. 89 again just a couple you know three four different guys made one start um 85 was rick hendrick he was the only guy to drive that car that year Uh, but going all the way back it's been a number that's just been used consistently um and that that really is really crazy that is nuts so pour one out for the 18 this season because you won't see it on there uh, on the track how insane that is going to be uh but we carry on, right? I mean, look, just because the number's not there doesn't mean the spirit of that 18 car won't be uh, rolling around at least once. Um, yeah, just such a crazy, crazy thing to not see. It and anymore. I have a feeling, and we've kind of talked, touched on it before, but I have a feeling that that car number comes back once Martin Truex Jr. retires. I think the eight, 19 turns back into the 18, and then John Hunter Nemechek or whoever steps into that ride will will be back in that legendary car, but... I think giving it a year off, letting it chill after all the success it's had and not putting that pressure on a rookie like Ty Gibbs is probably for the best. It's like putting a horse just out to stud. The 18 is breeding more winning Toyota cars, so it'll be back on the track again uh, and and you know kicking out some more wins. There you go. Sooner <laughs> rather than later. Uh, all right, now with and that... this in the Xfinity Series, too. So. Exactly. And with that disturbing image in your head, let's step away to break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about some driver changes and some other uh, news from around NASCAR, if I don't mute myself. Here we go. Let's tell you about WinBet first and foremost. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and... Same game parlays, a.k.a. win bets, build your own bet. Big games here, and WinBet has you covered with great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. I'll have to ask. You know you're ready to play. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Of course, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions. Winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state of Florida. Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their Big Game Squares contest. It's completely free to enter, and all you got to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win a free Big Game Square. All right, so football's got their big game coming up, and something, I don't know, there's some couple of teams playing for some silly trophy but our big not game not interested anymore <laughs> i don't even care i mean bring on the xfl bring on the usfl i'm ready speaking of which the xfl gambling podcast just launched in its own feed yes they our did. buddy justin mark uh along with colby and uh cj, CJ. which those guys those two guys colby and cj are hilarious and justin is funny too but he knows so much about the xfl you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that knows more so 
definitely check that out. That's a fun show to listen to. They've been breaking down all the teams, all the rosters and everything, getting you familiar with it. Uh, I know we're going to have fantasy leagues popping up um, over there in, in that area as well and stuff to play. And of course you can bet on the XFL as well. So make sure you check them out. Uh, quick, quick, shameless plug for those guys. No, indeed. Justin brings the legitimacy uh, to that show. The the other two guys, they're funny. Uh, and I love you, Cody and uh, Colby, Colby. And I love, I love you, Cody too. But I love you, Colby, yeah, and I love you, CJ. <laughs> uh, but but Justin is is the distinguished gentleman in the room. Just kidding. Yeah. I love it's the perfect balance because the other it two is. guys are are hilarious. And again, Justin Justin is funny too. But he brings the the knowledge of the XFL along with their humor and it all blends well. And I, that show again is brand new. There are only three or four episodes in, but they've been killing it so far. So uh, yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to those guys. I know Colby doesn't listen, so I can talk about him like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Colby, you know, I love you. Damn. I want to do a show with him again, man. That guy, so much fun to do a show with anyway. So much, so much knowledge on that guy's head, <laughs> dude. And it just spills out, man. If you listen to any one of his shows, he just like, it, it doesn't matter. Like it could be talking about anything and he just like, calls back he, he to knows a lot about it yeah <laughs> like he'll call back to like 1967 and you're like dude none of us were alive then and he's no, like and then, he wasn't even alive then. no and the, <laughs> yeah like, on, yeah <laughs> on some random game in 1967 this happened you're like dude where did that even come from like whatever anyway but anyways uh all right so there are drivers that now belong to new teams uh we you know a lot about free agency uh, obviously the big news today was Tom Brady dropping his retirement. So there will be no free agency for Tom Brady, but these drivers are making moves in the, or they made moves already in the NASCAR off season. Um, Cody, let's begin with Tyler Reddick, who will no longer be in this, his famed eight vehicle. Now Tyler Reddick moves to the 45 car previously occupied by Kurt Busch. Now a member of 2311 racing, joining Bubba Wallace in that team and that stable. Um, obviously, we talked a lot about it during the offseason, too, as, as far as how much of a, a move this is going to be for Reddick, leaving that eight car into the 45. We know Kurt Busch did well on the 45, obviously won a race last season. So we know that Tyler Reddick is in good enough equipment to win a race. The question is, Cody, can he win more than one in this 45 and, and what does this mean for the legitimacy now of 2311 racing? Yeah, so uh, Tyler Reddick, and I've said it multiple times, I think that he is one of the most talented younger drivers in NASCAR. I think he's going to be around a long time. And I think at some point in the near future, we'll see a Kyle Larson-esque season from him where he wins eight, ten races, dominates the season. Um, I would be very surprised if he's not a champion of the sport at some point. Um, he is extremely talented. Uh, he won back-to-back championships in the Xfinity Series on two different teams even, right? With Junior Motorsports, moved over to RCR, won it with both of them in back-to-back seasons, moved into the Cup Series, and he's been good in the Cup Series. Uh, and, and again, RCR, before moving to the next-gen car, was considered a lower-tier team, right? Like Larson with, with Ganassi. It was a very similar comparison where it just the equipment was holding him back a little bit, but he still got good results, got so close to wins a couple times, couldn't quite get it done. But do we move to the next gen car? RCR bumped up their game big time. They were uh, key in helping develop that car. And then we saw the results from Reddick, right? He almost wins a Bristol Dirk. It's spun on the last lap by Chase Briscoe. Costs us our bet. But uh, he then later on, you know, picks up two road course wins. Uh, I think his other win was at Texas at a mile and a half. 
uh, just proving that he can get it done. Could have probably won at Daytona in the second race there if he hadn't just decided to stay behind his teammate Austin Dillon and play the good teammate card to get him into the into the playoffs as well. Um, and I think there were some other races where Reddick had really good cars and it just didn't pan out at the end. So he's he's shown us the talent already. Um, and again, I think that the RCR car is still a good car. So I don't necessarily want to say it's a big upgrade or anything, but I think he's still going to a team that's beefing up, right? Michael Jordan's got a lot of money in it. Denny Hamlin wants to win races, and they've put a lot into that. We've seen the team win races in their couple of seasons. They've got three wins. Bubba Wallace got a win at Talladega, and then last season they swept Kansas with Kurt Busch winning in the spring and Kyle or uh, Bubba Wallace winning in the fall. So the team's proven they can win. They're an extension of the JGR arm, right? And we've seen a lot of success out of JGR, of course. So I think that it's going to be a good fit. I think that it, it's upgrade from what the Childress cars used to be. Again, I, I think the Childress cars took the big step last year, and he got the three wins and proved that. So I think that Tyler Reddick is going to be a weekly contender. Um, they've proven they have a good super speedway program. They've proven that they have a good mile and a half program. Of course, that's where their two wins were last season. Um, the only concerning thing, and the thing that's going to be the most interesting to see is the road course thing. Tyler Reddick was a badass dude on road courses last year. He won two races, two of the six, performed well on the other ones, but Toyota as a whole struggled big time. Now, Christopher Bell, who's probably the best road course racer of the group now, a Truex at one point was one of the best in NASCAR, really fallen off of that in his last few years of retirement. But... Um, <laughs> But Christopher Bell, I think, proved that something could sort of be done in the Toyotas because of his talent, but it seemed like Toyota was maybe holding him back. So now Tyler Reddick moving from Chevy to Toyota. It's going to be interesting to see if they've put any more emphasis on the road course program. Like maybe they just punted year one. Let's figure out the oval stuff and worry about the road courses later. I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. That, I think, is the biggest key because if he doesn't have a couple road course potential wins in there, that could could limit how many wins he gets, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him win on mile and a half on shorter tracks. He's a king at Homestead, right? The dirt race again. He almost won. He's a dirt guy, um, so I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities, and I think we will see multiple wins from Tyler Reddick. So good move overall, I think, um, and I don't think definitely not a downgrade at all. I would say lateral-ish move, but he's set up now. I mean, they're. This is Denny Hamlin. Again, he wasn't a free agent until next year. And Denny Hamlin went out, got his guy early. It ended up falling into place where Kyle Busch was going to come take that car. So Childress kicked him out the door and said, go ahead and leave now. Kind of worked out for everybody. The unfortunate part of the Kurt Busch side of things, right? Where he's still not cleared to come back. He's done with full time. Maybe we get him part-time in the third car. But I think it's a good fit for Tyler Reddick. Him and Bubba together, I think, is going to help both of them out. I think that Kurt was good for Bubba in teaching him and getting him to the point where he won on a mile and a half. Now you put these two guys out there together, and I think it's going to be a pretty powerful team uh, from 23-11. And what I love the most, though, is that this team really did look at, and, and put their efforts into making the team better. I mean, they could have probably gone out and signed any number of other drivers that are out there to try to to fill that ride, but they went after Reddick, who obviously has shown the most potential out of these guys. And, you know, they're not scared to put money into it now. And, and this is, I think this is a, a big step up for this team in this in this season. You know, I think you're going to see 2311 take another step 
a la what Trackhouse Racing did last season. Um, and, and it wasn't as if Trackhouse catapulted themselves into elite status last season, but they made a market improvement over what they'd been before, right? I mean, and you just saw it from Suarez to Chastain and, and just the level of notoriety they got from those types of drivers. I think Reddick sort of does the same for 2311. Because, um, again, Kurt Busch is good and all, and it's a solid name. But, I mean, that's that's a driver on the tail end of his career. That's a driver that now is not even in the sport. So you got a young guy like Tyler Reddick. you got a talented guy like Tyler Reddick. And then pair him with Bubba Wallace. Like you had said, this is going to be a great tandem, one that I think we are going to bring up quite a bit of times uh, this season as far as who's going to get races, who's going to win races, top five, top tens. I mean, yeah, we're going to be talking about Tyler Reddick in that 45 car quite a bit this season. Somebody else we're going to be talking about quite a bit this season, Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Already been talking a lot about him. We already <laughs> talked about him. We already and we already talked a lot about him already. You're right, absolutely. So we we know we just said the 18 car will lie dormant because uh, Kyle Busch will no longer be in that ride. He just takes a one off his number, and now he's in that eight that Tyler Reddick vacated. Uh, obviously, moving from Toyota to Chevy, uh, moving from G- uh, Gibbs to to Richard Childress. I, I said I was going to say Joe Gibbs, and then I just got into Gibbs. So Gibbs. <laughs> Gibbs Racing, Gibbs, whatever. Gibbs Racing uh, is is some racing team out there, but he's not going to have uh, he's not going to have Kyle Busch anymore. He's not going to have Mars and M and M's on the side of the car again. Moving to the number eight, where Tyler Reddick. So now I guess the question is: Tyler Reddick obviously won three races in that in that car last season. What's the ceiling? I mean, we've talked about it in the race totals as far as uh, what to bet. What's the ceiling on Kyle Busch in that eight car now? Does he does he uh, make that that team better just by stepping into it does he make that car better just by stepping into it yeah and something too that i just thought of when you mentioned the sponsors these guys are literally keeping the sponsors that were the previous drivers had so it's going to look like kurt bush's car when tyler reddick's out there in the 45 it's going to look like tyler reddick's car when kyle bush is in the number eight car so it is going to be kind of trippy and tricky at the beginning of the season you're gonna have to remind yourself hey that's kyle bush in the eight car especially after we've seen him in the 18 for so long but Putting a ceiling on Kyle Busch is not something I want to do. I mean, the guy could go out and win as a ton of races. Is it likely he's going to win 10 races? Probably not, but he could do it. He's got the talent. He's one of the best drivers we've ever seen. If you look at his situation, he struggled last year at Gibbs, right? They had issues. Maybe some of that was the new car. Maybe some of that was the contract. It, it was very contentious throughout the season, right? At the beginning of the season, He's just kind of blowing it off. They're going to pay me. Everything's going to be fine. And then it started to get to a point where he's like, fuck, I, I might not be getting, I might have to take a huge pay cut. Then at some point it was like, Joe Gibbs doesn't even want me here anymore. And it, it you know, and, and things just spiraled quickly. And so I think that all of that, you just kind of have to throw out and be like, that was just a weird season. Everything was all whack. Uh, his, uh, you know, they had a, a baby and they did, you know, do that through a surrogate and, and all that stuff because, you know, they've got the story, you know, we've, we've seen the stories and everything on, on their IVF and all the issues they've had. So I'm sure that's a stressor, right? Somebody else is carrying your baby for you guys that, that plays into all the stress of it. The contract stuff had to be a stress, especially at the level of money you're talking about that Kyle Bush was making. I mean, rumored he was making over 20 million a year with M&Ms and Mars on the car and that that was going to be cut at least in half anywhere he went or any new sponsor he got. 
that's a big lifestyle change, right? Especially when you're flying and driving all around the country with Brexton and his racing and you have a new baby and everything. And now, yeah, they're still millionaires. They've got way more money than any of us, right? We'd love to have those kinds of problems, but it's still a distraction and could play into getting in the car and causing those issues. So he struggled a lot. Um, his one win came as a result of the car that he's in getting spun now, getting spun. And, you know, he lucked into the win at Bristol Dirt or backed into it, as as they would say about Alex Bowman, right? Um, but, yeah, it, it's... I mean, if you look at it, this the car he's leaving struggled, only had one win. The car he's going into had a great season, three wins, almost four wins, and, and ran well all season. So yeah, I'm not going to say it's an upgrade to go from Gibbs to RCR because I don't think that's the case. It, and a lot of people see it as a step down. I, I would say it's still closer to lateral, maybe a little bit back. But I think the talent of Kyle Busch, and that's been the thing we've harped on, and the fact that he's locked in now, this is going to be his home, right? You would imagine at this point in his career – he sticks with RCR until the bitter end, no matter how good or how bad it's going. And maybe he's a different guy now. Maybe things are going to change. He's been humbled a little bit. Uh, and maybe someday Brexton gets in the car with him and, and or, you know, at RCR and they race together. Who knows what the deal is? But this, this is going to be his home. He wants to make the best of it. He wants to prove he's still one of the best racers in the world. Um, and I have full faith in Kyle Busch to do that. So I think that we're going to see a very, very good season from Kyle. Again, I've talked about taking his overs. I think he can win the Clash this weekend. I think he can win the Daytona 500. I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with all season. Um, and I'm probably, at least early in the season, going to be very heavy betting on him. We'll see how it plays out, right? If we need to adjust at some point, we will. But I'm very, very positive thinking on Kyle Busch this year and very much, you know, I've got championship. Uh, I've already bet on him to win the championship because he's like 20 to 1 or something like that, at least at one point in the offseason. When we talked about it, um, so very bullish on Kyle Busch. I think that it's going to be a good change. You know, sometimes you've been at a place a long time working, and you like your job and you're good at it, but it just gets to be monotonous, and, you know, you're tired of dealing with the same dumb guy at the shop and all this other, you know, and you get this fresh start, and it's re-energized, reinvigorated, and I think that Kyle Busch could take that and run. I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a five-win season from Kyle Busch. I'm saying it's going to happen again. Probably not, but there is that possibility there, and I think we're going to see a positive year from Kyle Busch. This is a chance for Kyle Busch to show that he is the driver that everybody thinks he is. I mean, again, a lot of people credited a lot of his success to the Gibbs Racing Team, to the equipment that he had. Well, now is the time to prove that he can win in any equipment. I mean, not, not that he didn't have that chance with Hendrick as, as well, but I mean, the bulk of his career was spent in that car, and that's all most people equate him with is that 18 car. Well, now it's like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, right? Yeah. He wanted to prove he could do it somewhere else, and he did. Yeah. So we'll see if if Kyle Busch can do that exact same thing for a couple of years, and then retire, and then come back, and then retire again, and uh, and and be that guy. So yeah, I mean, look, we we've talked in earnest about Kyle Busch over the off season, and I don't think any of our opinions have changed over the course of this uh, this offseason. And as we head into the season, it's going to stay the exact same until we see something different. I mean, if we see him explode, we'll be like, yeah. If we see him implode, well, we'll say we were wrong and move on. It's And if you've listened to the show last year, we talk about our losses as much as we talk about our wins. And 
if he sucks, I'll be like, oh, I swung and missed on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my bat was not corked on that one, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to a couple of drivers that we haven't necessarily spent a whole lot of time on, um, and we'll start with AJ Allmendinger, who now f- takes a full time ride in that number sixteen. Again, he was running part time quite a bit, road courses, a few uh, super speedways here and there. Uh, it wasn't necessarily, and of course, at one point in time, he was a full-time cup driver. We talked about, I think it's an 84 car that he drove for a little, not 84, but the, yeah, um, yeah was it the Yeah, I think he was in the 84th Red Bull. Yeah. He was, I mean, he at one point was in the 22 for Penske mm-hmm. before Joey Logano was there. And, and you know, he had some issues at the time with some addiction problems and got busted on, you know, on a drug test and, and kind of things spiraled for a little while, but he's cleaned things up. He's gotten back, you know, on the right track and he's doing a great job. He did a hell of a job at, colleague in the Xfinity series last year, right? He won a ton of road course races. He won the regular season championship. Unfortunately, at the end of the season, that fizzled out and he didn't make the final four, but he had a solid year. He ran some cup races as well, part-time. Um, and he was also for a while at the JTG car in the, was he in the 47? I think it was, um, over there. So he spent a lot of time and he has a lot of starts under his belt in the cup series. I've heard a lot of people really big on AJ. <sighs> I can't quite get there yet. I know he's the all-time leader in Xfinity Series road course wins. But now you're in the Cup Series. Now you've got to go against Chase Elliott. You've got to go against Kyle Larson. you got to go against some of these other Cup guys that are good. Yeah, he won the Indy road course two seasons ago after 7,300 cautions and 38 other cars getting wiped out over that turtle bump thing that they had so many issues with. So that's a little bit skewed, okay? So I wouldn't go too crazy yet. Other than that, he didn't have any wins in the other road races he started with colleague. Will he compete? Yes. Will he be a top 10 driver in those? Yes. Does he get a win? It wouldn't shock me, but I'm not going to write home that that AJ has multiple wins and you know is, is in the playoffs even. Uh, I think that we can expect a solid year, but I'm going to temper my expectations a little bit on AJ as he transitions back into the full-time cup and i'm with you on that as well i'm not not saying that uh almondinger is going to come in and immediately be the most uh, you know best driver in the entire world in that 16 car obviously we know the equipment is not necessarily uh the top of the line equipment call cars are good but they're not although the- man I, that's a team i think they really could break out this year with justin haley more so than dinger we've talked about that a little but yeah but I mean, but I still think that yeah. I mean, we're in for some solid top 15s. We're in for some solid top tens, depending on what his head-to-head matchups are on a weekly basis. I'm gonna, I'm gonna honestly take a good hard look at AJ Allmendinger at where he's at when we start betting because there is potential there for him to be um, again a solid driver. I, he may not be one that's in in the winning conversation every single week, and probably not in most weeks. But uh, that's why we bet farther down the card. And we find the matchups that we can. And if he's pitted against somebody like this next guy, I'm going to take Almendinger every Sunday and then some. Uh, because if we have the same next guy on our separate lists. I think I'll agree with you. <laughs> I think we do. I'm moving on to this next guy who is now driving the number 54 car uh, for Joe Gibbs Racing. And that is his grandson, Ty Gibbs. Obviously, the Xfinity champion of last season. Um he well okay we we talked about how emotional that was but obviously now he's coming over he he did drive that uh, 45 car for a hot minute f- 
54, 54, uh, 54 car, whatever, uh, for a hot minute. I'm Same thinking. difference. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> uh, math is hard again. Numbers suck. <laughs> uh, but he did drive last season in the in the Cup Series for a while, uh, but just never really had a whole lot of success in the Cup oh, wait, Series. Wait, he was in the 50, 45. He was in, in the, the 45. You're See, right, yeah. Who's dyslexic <laughs> I was still thinking now, Cody? My bad, I, you know. Yeah, I'm no, he drove the 45. <laughs> he drove the 45 for a hot minute up there, uh, filling in for Kurt Busch for 2311. In the 23. Yes, <laughs> In the 23. Jesus Christ, whatever. It's all a mess. <laughs> it's all a mess. Uh, but anyways, he filled in for somebody up there in Cup, and uh, now this is his first full Cup series. He is considered a Cup rookie. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. He's driving Gibbs equipment, right? We talked about the 18 car taking a break, basically so the 54 car could survive and, and, and Ty could keep his number. But he's got a lot to prove up with the big boys, and so far... In his, in his limited races last season, didn't necessarily look as good as he did when he was driving on Saturdays. So Ty Gibbs, we'll be looking at him hard when we come to betting, but we may be fading him more than we may be taking him. Yeah, 100% early in the season, I'll be heavy fading him. Ty Gibbs is supremely talented. He's been in good equipment all of his life. He's He's got that advantage being Joe Gibbs' grandson, which good for him, but he's got the talent to back it up. He has succeeded extremely quickly on every level. His first career start in Xfinity Series, he won the race. I was lucky enough to have him at like 30 to 1 or 40 to 1 that day just because it was his first career start. And But he's proven all along that he can have success quickly, he can be good, and he's going to be a great Cup Series driver. We're going to see him in the 54 car. In 25 years from now, we're going to be talking about wow, I can't believe the 54 is going away for the first time since 2022, you know, and it's going to be something like that. I can see that happening. He's got that opportunity. He's obviously in with the team. It's his family team, so he's not going to go anywhere, and he's got the talent to back it up. But we did see on Sundays that he struggled. Now, again, he was competing for the Xfinity Series Championship. That was his team. That was his home, and that was where his focus was more so, but he still struggled when he was in the Cup Series stuff. Yes, he was filling in. It was somebody else's car, somebody else's team. But I don't expect vast improvement. Could Ty Gibbs win a race this season? Yes, he's really good on road courses. He's going to be good other places. The Joe Gibbs cars are good cars. We see all of them, all four of them, have success week in and week out for the most part. It's not like a Stuart Haas where two of them are really good and two of them are kind of back, you know, a ways back. It's They've got four good cars like Hendrick does as well and so he's going to be successful but i don't his over under on wins is one and a half my biggest future bet i've ever placed is ty gibbs under one and a half wins i and again i'll eat crow if he does it and i i won't be super shocked because the talent is there but i just don't think it's gonna happen that quickly he's got the 14 races or whatever he started last year as practice under his belt for his rookie season not something a lot of guys get but i still don't foresee a great, amazing rookie campaign. We don't see rookies win that often. Austin Sindrick did in the 500 last year. Yes, winning the 500 is hard, but anybody can do it. That that skews it a little bit, and it's just we've not seen the rookie success in a while. Even after guys won nine or ten races in the Xfinity Series and moved up, it's always the biggest step you can possibly make. These guys are great at Georgia, right? They dominate there. They go to the NFL. They don't even make the team because – it's a different level of game, and that's the transition from the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series. 
Uh, so I, I will be heavy fading Ty Gibbs. Any head-to-heads I can get him in, anything early in the season against him, I'm going to take until it stops winning money because I think that people are expecting a lot, and I think that we just need to temper the expectations a little bit. He's going to be good. He's going to be great probably, but just not quite yet. Yeah, I'm not ready to crown him uh, a rookie champion yet. Uh, and again, I, I think you know there's a lot of other guys that are coming up, uh, a couple of other guys that are coming up that I think could still give him a run for their money. They did it on Saturdays. I think they could do it again on Sundays. So I mean, again, he's he's swimming in a bigger a bigger pond with much much with sharks with much sharper teeth uh, in this one. So I yeah, I'm definitely not necessarily going to be high on Gibbs. We may not even see a lot of head to heads with him. Uh, this season, so I hope we do early. I know, right? I'm hoping They'll for probably go too. away quick once once people figure it out. But. Once they start <laughs> hammering, yeah, the, the the against him. Um, all right, we don't necessarily need to spend a whole lot of time on the next few. We'll kind of gloss. I mean, we won't gloss, but we'll we'll talk about it. Ryan Priest now moving into that Stuart Haas number forty one car, taking the place of Cole Custer, who's taking a dip down to the Xfinity series to try to dominate again. This isn't really huge. This doesn't move my needle. I'm not necessarily excited about uh, Priest in that 41. I've never been excited about the 41 car before. Sorry um, to everybody in the Discord there that loves them, some Cole Custer and some number 41. But this this move in and of itself, we know Ryan Priest, solid driver. We've seen him do it um, you know, in both series. But, again, if we're talking about Ty Gibbs not doing well in this season – I don't know that Ryan Priest is going to continue to do well in this in this series. Yeah, I I have a little bit more hope for Priest. Again, a guy that was a full-time driver, also a JTG guy, right? He was the 37 car. They sold off that charter. He lost his ride, kind of bounced around as a Stuart Haas reserve driver last year, raced some trucks, raced some Xfinity, and, and you know had success in those. But now getting a chance, it's not often you see a guy – in a so-so ride, get go back down and then come up with a better opportunity. I mean, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for Priest, so it's going to be interesting to see how well he takes it. We've seen some success in the 41 before. Kurt Busch had some some good times in that car, but Suarez, Custer, they both struggled in it. It'll be interesting to see. It's, again, relatively speaking, the 4 and 14 are generally the better cars, and the 41 and the 10 car aren't as great, but they have their flashes. We'll see. I don't have high expectations. If priest wins a race, will I be surprised? No, I I think he's talented enough and it's a good enough car that he could. Um, So we might talk about him a little bit here and there, depending on what we're getting for odds and stuff, but it's going to be one that's just going to be, have to wait and see how, how he takes it and, and how the car looks and how things work out. Indeed. All right, let's move on to somebody I think we're both a little more excited about than Ryan Priest. That is Noah Gragson moving in and becoming Jimmy Johnson's teammate. I mean, Jimmy Johnson's becoming his teammate, but really, let's uh, let's get excited where excitement is due. Noah Gragson driving that 42 car uh, that Ty Dillon is vacating uh, and now opening up for Gragson to move up from the Xfinity for his first full-time cup starts. Uh, I mean, not cup starts, but cup season, full-time season. Gragson obviously was making starts in or in the Cup Series last year, um, and, and you know he actually made a start in the forty eight, which was uh, fantastic. Yeah, a couple starts, I think, didn't he? So yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah forty eight and the sixty two for the Super Speedway ones. Gragson, a guy that I think has a actually a better chance to win than Ty Gibbs because of his Super Speedway prowess. And Gibbs is okay on Super Speedways, but 
Gregson is very, very good on super speedways. So if you're going to get a rookie super speedway winner, I would guess it's going to be more Gregson than Gibbs. Um, so there's that potential. I don't think he'll win anywhere else this season. I think that we could see some good runs like we saw with Eric Jones last year in the 43. Ty Dillon was very disappointing in this car. I think the funding is going to be better. Gregson brings some sponsorship with him and the money a little bit more. You got Johnson on the team. The GMS guys are kind of taking over. You know, it's not petty anymore. It's legacy, but the GMS guys have owned that anyways, but they really have all the money in it um, with Maury Gallagher there. But uh, I have higher expectations for Gregson, but nothing ridiculous. I, I don't think I don't think we see him win outside of a super speedway. And I think that a top 15 will be a good finish for him, stuff like that. So be somebody to keep an eye on. He might be a really nice DFS piece throughout the year where you're going to get him at cheaper, but you can maybe rely on solid finishes. We saw it. He made some starts in that beard car uh, in the 62 or it with colleague. He made some starts. I talked to him at Kansas. He was talking about his goal was just to finish all the laps that day. Ended up finishing like 16th or 18th, which was very good for a young driver, just trying to get laps and experience in a car that's part-time or, or had part-time drivers all year um, and stuff like that. So uh, again, higher expectations, but I don't think it'll be anything crazy, but I'm excited to see Gregson move up and uh, what he can do in the Cup Series. Yep. Like I said, this is going to be one of those rookies that I think is going to be neck and neck with Ty Gibbs for rookie of the year, honestly, if we're if we're being honest. These two yeah. these two drivers Especially have the if potential. Especially snag a Super Speedway win. Yeah. That could win him the rookie of the year right there. Yeah. And and look, they don't give the odds out there. <laughs> Books, what the hell are you doing? Uh, but if they did, plus odds on Gregson to win that, I would love to bet on rookie of the year. So if you see that at some point, let us know, first of all, but if you get a chance to, and you know, it would probably be Gibbs would be minus 300 or something like that. But you get Gregson at plus whatever. I I would take a little bit on Gregson. I'd say plus one two because plus do what I'd say plus one fifty one twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but yeah, because there is that possibility. He wins a super speedway race, sneaks into the playoffs and Gibbs doesn't. And at that point, he's he wins it. So send send your bookie our way. We'll handicap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying we if, need to start our own book to get uh, some better odds. I'm Jeez. telling you right now, we'll we'll handicap. Just t- tell your bookie to contact. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I don't because then our DMs are getting flooded. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, no. don't do <laughs> We've that. Already had an issue with that, I think lately. So. I know. Uh, we don't need the backyard bookies checking in. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. Last guy on the list that we'll talk about, um, other than Jimmy Johnson, who we know now is going into the 84. It's not necessarily a driver change, but it is a bringing back of the great one, Jimmy Johnson, limited schedule. But Ty Dillon, we talked about him leaving that 42 car. He will now move to the Spire Motorsports number 77. We hardly talked about him at all last season, maybe once or twice in a head-to-head matchup that we felt that we could crush the other person on. But uh, this does nothing. Cody, absolutely nothing for me. Ty yeah, Dillon. The only time I foresee us bringing him up would be as a DFS play on a super speedway, just as, as an alternative option or something. I, uh, the 77 car for Spire hasn't done well in the past. It, it's he's got sponsorship money. He's Richard Childress's grandson. So there's probably some money coming from there as well to help him get this ride. I love Ty Dillon. He's a great guy. I've actually met him before. Super cool dude. But it's just he doesn't have the talent, he doesn't have the equipment necessarily. So I I don't I have very very low expectations for Dylan, and I'd be surprised if we mentioned his name 
very many times this year. Yep, I I don't think so. And in fact, there was very very few times that we saw him offered, so it wasn't even a matter of yeah yeah. There's this he's going to be such a back marker that you're not really going to see him in head to heads. You're not. I mean, again, maybe if you want to throw a a two hundred to one dart on a super speedway, but even then, uh, he's not really done that great on those in the past. So yeah, likely. We won't talk about him unless it's a pun on DFS or something like that. We won't talk about tailing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. You guys all know what I did. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. kids. You have kids at all. Yeah, you You've know. heard that song a trillion times. <laughs> all right. So before I regale everybody with the full Encanto soundtrack, let's, uh, let's put a pin in this episode because, Cody, I can't wait to get to tomorrow's episode. Literally, I want to end right now and go to sleep so when I wake up, we can do the next episode and have a, an actual betting card to talk about. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited. Again, like I said, just betting odds were starting to drop really just as we were getting on here. So give it a day to get everything out there, hopefully get some some different head-to-heads and, and some other stuff to come out. And yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about that. First betting card of the season. So pumped, ready to go, ready to have NASCAR back on the track. I'm excited. But make sure you check out all my work. Uh, I share it all on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Got truck series championship odds, some F1, some IndyCar, all kinds of stuff. Maybe have some Super Bowl stuff here uh, coming up in the near future. Uh, so definitely check that out. And then again, get in the Discord with us, sg.pn slash Discord. Um, and then, yeah, jump into the NASCAR channel. That's where you'll have to be to get our weekly DFS contest, just $5, play against each other, talk shit when you beat us. And and then again, we're going to have a season-long fantasy league through the nascar site that's going to be set up here shortly and that's a 200 dollars gift card to the merch store for the winner of that so and you can talk shit when you, i forget to set my lineup at daytona and you beat me there and and then i'm playing catch-up all season like i did last year damn it dude that was your own fault you shot yourself was, in the foot uh, there I, I i get in all these fantasy leagues that's my that's my problem is i have too many leagues and i set all my lineups and i even set i, I had like three other fantasy leagues on the same site and i set the lineup on all those and i guess i thought i set that one and apparently i didn't and then i looked during the race and i'm like mother god cody oh. you just you <laughs> can't do that this year no you won't <laughs> follow me on twitter at rj via gomez link in the bio to everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it's in between media the back road kicking off tomorrow night make sure to join us for that as well go to sleep when you wake up We'll have bets for you. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah.